Hello and welcome to the Curious Choice Leader podcast. I'm your host, Becca Prado, and it's time to step into your leadership one curious choice at a time. You're brilliant at what you do and you want to keep doing it, but your success means that you have a bigger role and a team to go with it. Suddenly, you're facing a new challenge, leadership, and it's a challenge that keeps changing and evolving and growing with you. This show is dedicated to helping experts like you become the leader you want to be, to create working worlds that work for you, your business and everyone connected with it, whether it's your own business or someone else's. This first season is all about leading change. In an increasingly uncertain world, one of our few certainties is that we're going to have to lead change. We're going to get curious about change itself, about our experiences with change, and see what lessons we can learn, and then make choices about how we apply them to the next set of changes we need to make. In the last episode, we looked at how we, as individuals, experience change and the process we go through when we're faced with change. In this episode, we're going to start looking at what we need to do to lead others through that process with us. So are you ready? It's time to get curious and make some choices. About the only certainty we have in our working worlds at the moment is that we're going to be operating amid rolling waves of change for the foreseeable future. Part of me finds that really scary. I love to plan and to know what's going to happen. And like most people, for me, that means having a degree of certainty in my world. But a bigger part of me is excited to see what people decide to do with these changes, how we can make our worlds a better place. We have this amazing opportunity to make our lives and our work better. And we can do this by making a series of choices, some small, some large, as we design our way out of the current situation. And that's going to take a concerted effort and great leadership to stop us just falling back into the old ways. That's where you as a leader come in. But as leaders, what do we actually need to do? The first thing I think we need to do is acknowledge that it's hard and we're going to be doing something that's difficult and it's okay to ask for help. Change isn't easy and it's inherently full of emotions because we're human. And that's a wonderful thing and something we need to consider as we plot our course. We also have to keep in mind that we're experiencing the changes as well as leading them. And since we're experiencing them, we're going to have good days and less good days. That's going to act a bit like a multiplier effect when we're interacting with our teams. When we're having a good day, we'll find it relatively easy. But when we're having a bad day, the effort required to lead and support others is exponentially higher. That's why understanding and managing our own reactions are so critical. And yes, spoiler alert, all the things we do as leaders, we still need to do while we're leading change. We still need to shape an exciting and aspirational vision for people to translate that into a plan that we make happen. We're going to need to review our progress against that plan and make adjustments to what we're doing as we go along. We still need to model what we want to see from others. And we still need to create working environments where people can add value and feel valued. And we absolutely need to support and serve our teams and maintain the relationships and trust we have with them at a time where all that is challenged by the very process that we're going through. And while all that stays the same, what's different about leading change is that where we focus our energy and our efforts needs to be different. And there are some specific things that we need to focus on doing as we and our teams progress through the change that we're dealing with. We know that adapting to change is a process that people go through from panic back to performance. And it's not realistic or even that sensible to expect a team going through change to perform at their best. Part of their capacity is going to be taken up by the change process itself and thinking about what's happening. 
to help us work out what we actually need to do to help our teams process the changes they're experiencing, it's helpful to break the change process into phases, and we need to focus on different things in each phase. When they first find out that change is coming, people will generally avoid acknowledging that change is happening and will do everything they can to hold on to the status quo. A bit like the band, there's an easy familiarity about how things are that we find comfortable, even if we don't actually like it. Once people have accepted that change is coming, they plunge down through anger and frustration to despair and onto bargaining, where they're trying to work out what the changes actually mean for them. We tend to spend time spinning around this part of the process, almost like we're in a washing machine. It's the messy middle of the change process. Only once people have started to work out what the change means for them and that there is no going back can they move on to becoming fully productive as a team again. If you want to know more about this process, we talked about it at length in the last episode, so do go check it out. As you'd expect with a complex process like this, there are some things we need to do throughout the process and some which need to be adjusted with the different phases. In this episode, we're going to focus on the things that we need to do through the whole process. And in the next episode, we'll look at what we need to do differently through the different phases of change. Underpinning everything that we do will be maintaining and building our relationships with each of the people in our teams. Keeping this in mind each time we interact with them will help us have good and productive conversations, to know when they need a bit of extra support, and to help them move through the change process. Being curious about them and genuinely interested in their experience as you work through the changes will enable you to make great choices together. We might think we do, but we never know what someone else is thinking, and it's very easy to end up in a bit of a pickle when we do make that assumption. To give you an example, I used to manage a lady with a gorgeous smile who always listened attentively. So when I was talking to her about some changes that we were implementing, and that smile disappeared, I assumed that she really wasn't happy about them. Turns out she was really excited about them, and really busy working out how the changes could help her solve a problem she was having with a piece of work. And I'll leave you to imagine for yourself the very confusing conversation we had until I worked that out. I've also found many times that when you're talking to people about change, what's worrying them is not something you thought would worry them, or even something that's being particularly considered. To help me stay curious when I'm having these conversations, I now play a game with myself to see how many people can surprise me with their reactions. How well we listen to people is the other key factor in this. We need to be careful that we're not just listening to hear certain things that we can then reply to or correct. We need to be listening better than that. We need to be listening to really understand the other person's perspective. As well as providing us with valuable information on how to help someone progress through the change process, and maybe giving us some insights and things that we need to think about that we hadn't previously considered. Listening to understand like this will deepen the relationship we have and build trust. Feeling understood like this is a very powerful thing, even when what we want can't happen or the other person disagrees with us. And it's a great way you can help someone else through change. One of our key roles as leaders is to shape an exciting and aspirational vision for people to work towards sharing what we aim to achieve, why that's really important, and the things we're going to do to get there. When it comes to change, we need to double down on this. People need to understand what's changing and why, and they need to understand what we're moving towards. If we think about the changes that came with going into lockdown for coronavirus, for most of us, the why was pretty clear and shared very consistently. We were doing it to save lives. We also heard lots of messaging about what was going to change. Now, obviously, it varied depending where on the world you are. But for example, here in the UK, we had to stay home. Our workplaces would be shut. Non-essential retailers were to close. And we could only go outside once a day and in very specific circumstances. 
Since every part of our lives was impacted, we needed our leadership to keep giving us those messages very consistently and in lots of different ways so that everyone could understand the changes. It was further complicated by the fact that we didn't know and still don't really know what the end point for these changes is. And while hopefully most of the changes that we end up leading won't be this extreme, there will be a parallel. We often won't know the full picture and all the details when we first introduce changes. We will, however, know why we're changing and what we're moving away from. We should be able to outline the key things about what to expect after the changes we're implementing. As you describe a new vision for people, you need to push them away from how things were by highlighting all the things that were wrong, and at the same time describe how things can be after the change, creating a pull in that direction. While change is happening, more than at any other time, you're going to find yourself not knowing all the answers. So it's time to get comfortable with not knowing and the uncertainty that brings. It may not feel great, but as you do, you should start to find some benefits that will far outlast the changes that you're making. The uncertainty will help you keep an open mind and keep learning. It will open you up to new and potentially better ideas. It'll build the respect and trust of your team. And if you've ever had a tendency to micromanage or need to control everything, it'll help you break that habit too. Okay, so in this episode, we've started talking about what we as leaders need to do as we lead people through change. We've talked about how much of what we do as leaders stays the same, how some of the skills, like how to build relationships and how we listen, become even more important. We've looked at how through the whole process, we need to bring that vision of what it's going to be like at the end of the change process to life for people. And that in doing that, we need to get comfortable with uncertainty. But by its very nature, the change process also requires different things from us at different stages. And we're going to dig into that in the next episode. The things I've shared are based on my experiences, and some will be more relevant to you than others. It's up to you to decide what you take and apply from this podcast. That's what being a curious choice leader is all about. Getting curious and building our understanding, evaluating what we find, and then making choices about what's right for us and our business. And the questions I'd like to leave you with are which of the key things we need to do throughout the process are your strengths and which do you need to work on either for the change that you're currently leading or to be ready for the next time you find yourself leading change. If you enjoyed the show and found it valuable, I'd love it if you'd subscribe and then rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. When you rate and review the show, you help more people find it and step into their leadership one curious choice at a time. You can find the show and all the episodes and show notes, as well as more information on becoming a Curious Choice Leader by visiting thecuriouschoiceleader.com. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to talking to you next time.